All right, my loves, this episode, you are in for holy moly. I can't even tell you. This episode blew my mind as I was sitting in the interview asking all of the questions. We talk shamanic power, the womb, our menstrual bleed, and so much more and how that brings so much power to women. So tune in and check it out. You are going to be blown away. Welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual teacher. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I have one of my soul sisters here on the show with me, Angel. So Angel, why don't you express to everybody the magic you bring into the world? Sure. For everyone who isn't familiar with me, my name is Angel Aquarian. I'm a feminine wisdom keeper, earth earth-based medicine practitioner and visionary who is passionate about supporting the liberation of humanity and the earth in fully reclaiming our sovereign divinity and magic. As beautiful as that sounds in layman's terms, because some of my audience is rather new to the spiritual realm, how can Mm. you break that down for them? Sure. Okay. Layman's terms. I definitely don't think that anything that I bring forward is super simple, but basically I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner. I studied Eastern medicine in India. I've been on the healing path for many, many years, well over a decade. I am trained in a whole slew of different modalities. And the thing that I am most passionate about is helping women reconnect with their power, specifically through shamanic menstruation practices. Today, we are definitely going to be diving deep into that because I want to hear all of the things about it. And it is something so special to you and the magic that you bring into the world that I really do want to share that. So shamanic menstruation... Yes. Okay. So is this similar to shamanic healing? Yes. You're working in the quantum realm where all shamanic work happens. So definitely. I feel like I should break this down a little bit because I think that there's different beliefs and perceptions about what shamanic work is. This is something that actually can be simplified, which seems complicated, but shamanic work is work that is multidimensional. And often it happens in the non-physical, in the astral realm where the energy body exists. And yes, it is a specific path that has been practiced for thousands of years by just about every indigenous culture around the planet. And it's something that is accessible for everyone. 
because we're all multidimensional. We're just at different levels of our own awakening and healing and personal mastery journey. But shamanic healing is something that everyone can do. And I just want to preface by saying it's important to be embodied in what you're doing. So just because everybody can do it doesn't mean that it's appropriate to go around and offer shamanic healing work if you haven't had professional training in it and you're not really embodied in it. So I just wanted to put that out there that yes, yeah. everyone can do it. And I personally feel like a lot of esoteric terms are really thrown around right now and overused and used out of context. And the word shaman is being widely used in ways that I feel like aren't necessarily in alignment with what is serving our highest good. So I just wanted to say that also. Yes. And thank <laughs> you for saying that because I think as more of the collective awakens, these are things that we do need to teach. You know, the work that I do, I bring people into their spirituality and activate their gifts or help them to open up to their gifts. And I'll never forget one of not my clients, but somebody was on the internet talking about how I'm going to do tarot card readings and they were using Oracle cards. And I was like, huh? you know, and yeah. these simple tweaks in the vocabulary, in the jargon of what we're saying are so important. So thank you for sharing that because it is, it is very important to know that not everybody, although we can all do it, there is a lot of training and magic that goes on behind to get you there. Definitely. <laughs> so now let's get into the, oh, I'm so excited. I can't, I can't. So <laughs> shamanic menstruation, this is how you help women come back into their power. It is one of many ways, but it is the way that I am personally most resonant and passionate about. Okay. So what is that, I guess, experience look like, sound like, feel like? Yeah, man, I could talk on this for months and months. So I will try to simplify it for our podcast today. But I want to start off by sharing a little bit about my personal journey and how I came to this work. Of course. I, like most women, have suffered hugely around my cycle. I used to bleed a lot. I used to have debilitating pain. And the worst part was that right before my bleed, every month for most of my life, I would literally become mentally ill. I would lose my mind and sometimes have been suicidal in the past. It was really drastic and really bad, which is why... I am so passionate about sharing this path with women because my biggest source of pain and suffering ever in my life turned into my deepest, most profound medicine and one of my greatest joys and has turned into a pleasurable experience for me. So it went from the complete other end of the spectrum all the way over to the other end of the spectrum, pain to bliss. And it is something that's available to every woman with practice and intention and time. And, you know, I kind of 
stumbled upon this work, when I first started having time to rest and be in my own energy, when I bleed, something profound started happening inside of me. And I started having these deep emotional releases during my bleed that were cathartic and so powerful that I would come out of it kind of feeling reborn. And at the beginning, I didn't exactly know what was going on, but it was like, I found the pulse, you know, I found the pulse of something and something started awakening in me. It was like this intuitive voice and guidance started leading me deeper and deeper into this practice. And I was just intuitively being led by the wisdom of my body, by the voice of the feminine that was beginning to talk to me through my womb. And it wasn't until several years later that I found a book that put a lot of what I had been experiencing into words on pages. And it was a huge activation for me when I came across this book and the book is called wild power by Alexandra Pope and Sharni Hugo Wurlitzer, if I'm not mistaken by their names. I actually interviewed them for my own summit summit several years ago. And after I came across this book and it really reinforced everything that I had been practicing and learning on my own, I started hosting women's circles and I started sharing this with other women and all of the women were just completely dumbfounded when I introduced this work to them. And I knew it was huge and it was something that women were missing that we needed to be reconnected with. It was a big, huge thing, a big, huge activation that took place inside of me. And since I ran my summit that was called Awakening to the Magic of the Menstrual Cycle, and I learned so much from the women that I interviewed there, womb workers all over the world, it was during that summit that I first learned that menstruation was the original shamanic journey. So I've been being kind of led on this journey and piece by piece has been coming together and I've been deepening even more into this practice. It's like paradigm shifting. It's really taken on a new depth in my own personal life and the way that I guide women. At this point, the best way that I can describe what's possible for a woman when you're really aligned with this and you really want it and you're willing to be courageous and make the shifts in your life that need to take place, which is hugely revolves around cultivating sacred boundaries in your life, learning how to say yes to you and no to the world so that you can make space to have your own beautiful, profound healing experience. The best way that I have learned to describe it over the years is it is likened to a plant medicine ceremony. It is not anywhere close to as strong as something as ayahuasca or psilocybin or DMT, you know, but as a woman, you have access to expanded states of consciousness. In fact, you don't have a choice. When a woman bleeds, her consciousness is altered, period. 
And this is the biggest thing that I want women to understand is you are not the same when you're bleeding. Your brain chemistry is measurably significantly different when you're bleeding and you are in an altered state of consciousness when you bleed which is why you become very sensitive, which is why things can be highly triggering, which is why all hell can break loose when you have no idea that you are in an altered state of consciousness and you're just going out into the world and going to work and going to the store and pretending like nothing is different. This is why things can go really bad for some women, especially when you have a ton of trauma to heal like I have had in the past. So what I guide women through is learning the deep inner workings about your cycle and how to work with the energies of menstruation to heal your own deep-seated trauma. That is amazingly beautiful. And I love every bit of it. I do have a question that was coming up as you were speaking about all of this magic. So I completely agree that this is part of the reason we're here. And, you know, it there is a healing aspect to it. And I love the connection to like a plant medicine ceremony, because having just gone through one myself not too long ago, it definitely is such a healing experience and it opens your eyes in such a different way. So thank you for making that connection for sure. My question to you is what about like, let's say women that are on like birth control, because that's not a true, like, like, yes, you're bleeding, but it's not necessarily like a true bleed. So can you speak to that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely. Good question. This one's actually pretty heavy and I'm going to do my best to handle the audience with care because I took birth control for nine years and I can tell you from personal experience. And for those that don't know me, I have a past a long time ago that was very wild and I used to do a lot of drugs and I can tell you from personal experience that coming off of nine years of birth control was one of the hardest things I've ever done and it took a long time for the chemistry of my body to recalibrate and for me to start being healthy so I just want to say that it's really important to trust yourself and to trust the decisions that you're making for your own life that they are appropriate for you. And for me, I knew that birth control wasn't good for me, but I also knew that having an unplanned pregnancy was not an option. So even though I knew that it wasn't healthy for me, it was the lesser of two evils, not that getting pregnant is evil, but that wasn't an option for me. So I willingly chose to be on birth control until I came to a place where I really felt like I could trust myself without it. And that took a long time. And I am extremely, extremely grateful that birth control was an option for me. When I was a little less conscious, a little less connected, you know, it was very appropriate for me at the time. 
for, you know, my sexual habits at the time and the way that my lifestyle was, it was the right decision for me at that time. And I think it would have been a little bit different had I known just how bad it was for me, but I intentionally didn't do research on it while I felt like I had no other option, but to take it. And I have since really understood how a woman can exist and be sexual and not have an unplanned pregnancy, but also while not taking birth control. It took a long time for me to get to those discoveries, but it absolutely is possible. The thing that's necessary is proper education, which most of us don't have. So I just want to start off by saying that if you get the proper education, there is a way, a really beautiful and appropriate way that serves your highest good to avoid an unplanned pregnancy and to not take birth control. There's a lot of different educators about that now, and it's something that I could speak to in more depth at a later time. If anybody's ever interested, we can go into that further. Now, with that being said, I am going to be a little bit direct here when I say that if you're on birth control, you can't tap into your power, period. You can't. There is no way. You being on birth control, I don't care what form it is, is like your divine river being dammed. You are literally pinching yourself off from your own power, intuition, and guidance. That's not to say that you don't have any connection with your intuition when you're on birth control because you're still a woman and we are very intuitive, sensitive beings. But if you're serious about really being all that you can be and being the healthiest, happiest, most empowered, intuitive, magical woman that you can possibly be, you can't do it while you're on birth control. So I am pretty strong in my stance about that. If you want to really, really reclaim your power, you have to be willing to give that up. And you have to be ready. For anybody who's listening and is feeling a little bit triggered by this, I just want to again reinforce your decisions for your own life right now. And I want to say that even though it's really not good for you, the human body is absolutely miraculous with its ability to come back from pretty much everything. So if you've been on birth control for a long time and you're worried about recovering from it, your body is super intelligent and can absolutely recover from it given the right support. I think that's such a fantastic way to tackle it. And like you said, you know, I think women having the ability to choose and make that choice for themselves is an empowering choice to make in certain respects, depending on your lifestyle, depending on all of that. And again, like, like you already mentioned, if this is triggering, then, you know, there are certain ways to deal with that as well. This just fascinates me so much because 
you know, I think in American culture, I can't speak around the globe, but in American culture, especially as a teenager, when you're first getting your period for the first time, there's like a sense of like ickiness around it. So I felt so ashamed. When yeah, I got my- so I just love, you know, really opening this up because like you said, we weren't educated about it. No, we weren't. And there's a reason that we feel shame around it. And it ties into the deepest core wound of the feminine and the suppression of our power. Because what I have been tapping into and working with during my ceremony that I create for myself when I bleed is profound. It is absolutely profound. And when women really start practicing this, we really start to understand what it was that started all the fear of women's power, which resulted in, I think it was like millions of women that got killed and burnt at the stake during the witch hunts, because there is genuine palpable power that one single woman can tap into on her own. And back then women were communing and doing this together So I can't even imagine what kind of power is available to women when we remember it and come together. I genuinely 100% believe that we used to be able to make things levitate and manipulate the material world because it is that powerful. And, you know, I just want to share a really powerful piece about this practice is the indigenous used to know this. The indigenous in probably every culture around the world, Native Americans, this is the power and the wisdom that used to be like revered, not just in the ancient priestess temples, but long ago on our planet, our entire society honored menstruation. In fact, it was like the clock of the seasons of nature and women's menstruation used to literally dictate the flow, the cyclical flow of the entire society. It was at the very center and it was looked at as a deeply honorable, powerful thing that was honored by everyone, by women, by men, by children, by the elderly. Everyone used to know intrinsically how special this power that women carry is. And speaking of the Native American perspective, because I really feel connected to that lineage, they used to have moon lodges that were made specifically for women to go to when they bled. And the tribe would help tend to babies and they would help tend to cooking and they would kind of like pick up the slack so that women could go rest and honor their bleed during this time. Because back then it was compared to what is known as a vision quest nowadays. It was looked at like a vision quest time, right? So when you look at what a vision quest is now, I would say that it's practiced more by men than women. And it is it is practiced more by indigenous Native American cultures. From what I understand, they have specific 
pieces of land and areas that they've been doing this, that their ancestors have done it at. And the men will go out to this piece of land alone for several days and not eat or drink anything with the intention to receive a vision from spirit about their individual journey. And maybe they're requesting to receive a vision that will help their tribe, but you can look at it like a vision quest, okay? Because women, when you work with your cycle, the way that I teach, you look at it like a vision quest journey. You get it every month. It's just learning how to work with it when it comes. You can go into your bleed seeking a vision for your life, seeking answers, seeking guidance, seeking wisdom and information and clarity. And when you do it the appropriate way, like I practice, you get a vision. It's not a a chance, like will I or won't I? You will absolutely receive a vision, if not several. You'll receive guidance. You'll receive deep healing. You can release old trauma and wound right out of the flesh of your body when you're working with it this way. So it is knowing that it is this powerful that women have access to more information than men do. Doesn't make us better, it's just how we're wired. And that your channel, your oracular channel that every single woman is, is open really deeply and hugely open when you're bleeding. And if you know how to honor it in this way, you can lean into it and you can work with your menstruation to heal you, to give you visions, to give you what you need so that you come out of it feeling refreshed and reborn and like you have so much energy. And if you don't, you will usually traumatize yourself more. That's what most women are doing. That's what I did for most of my life because I didn't know. When you're that open and sensitive and you just let all of the energies of the world come into you, it's going to butt heads with the trauma because what's happening also is when women bleed, there's their own individual traumas surfacing. And this is what creates so much turmoil in relationships because women don't know that their own trauma is coming up, that they need to make space for that to come up, to see it, to sit with it, to witness it, to hold space for it. And it attracts other people's stuff. And then you just have this huge mess that makes it so much worse and more people get hurt and you get more traumatized. And if we would remember and get reconnected to this ancient wisdom, I genuinely believe that if every woman was reconnected to this and had the support in her life to honor her bleed and do these practices, that the entire world would heal really quickly. And I just wanna finish that thought off by saying that back in the day when there was still moon lodges, the tribes, knew 
women needed this time and they knew that allowing women to have this time would benefit the entire tribe. And oftentimes women would go into the ceremony for their bleed and come out of it with really important information that would sometimes save the entire tribe. Women could go into their bleed and receive insights and visions that would let them know that a drought is coming or danger, you know, and they would relay this information to the chief. And then he would then be in his masculine energy and take action and direct the tribe out of harm's way because of the information that the women would receive during their bleed. I know I can't be speechless in this moment, but this is just, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm also such a nerd that like, I'm like, oh, okay. I can't wait to start really studying this and really learning about this. But I mean, for me, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and, you know, start doing all of the things to learn about this. However, if somebody, because this is, this is so fascinating to me, and I'm sure there are so many women listening to this podcast that want to know more. And maybe they're not ready to like necessarily work with you and dive head first for like the newbies. How would you suggest they start to inform themselves about this? Great question. I think that just listening to this podcast alone is a huge step because women are so sensitive and intuitive Oftentimes, just receiving these codes, just receiving this information, kind of like remakes a connection. It's like an outlet, like the plug goes back in where it has been unplugged for a long time. And just that alone starts an intuitive process with the spirit of the feminine that dwells in your own body and your own intuition. Like I said, at the beginning of my journey, I had absolutely no idea about any of this, but what I did was I I started creating space. So that is, I think, no matter how advanced you are with this, that's the most challenging part about the entire thing because our modern society is not set up cyclically and it is not set up to support women for this it's not set up to support rest we're in a constant production mentality so the most important and challenging piece is to look at your own life and figure out how you can start rearranging things in your own calendar and your own responsibilities to start making space for you to have more rest and more downtime during this time is to start mentally orienting yourself to always be thinking about when is my next bleed going to come and have that be a priority in your life that is always in your awareness when you're planning things you plan around your bleed you make space 
You don't make appointments if you don't have to. You do chores and mundane activities before that happens, right? So that you can start slowly carving out more and more time in your life so that you can at least rest. You don't have to know how to create a ceremony for yourself or to really dive into your altered states of consciousness to receive a vision. You just need to start being conscious of the fact that you're a cyclical being and it is an absolute requirement out of your body, mind, and spirit to have time to rest. And it is so huge that I believe when women start really taking themselves seriously and prioritizing their own well-being and not looking at all of the limiting beliefs and excuses that you could have to not rest during this time, but to actually reclaim and take back this sacred time for yourself, it's going to help everyone in the entire world learn how to honor the needs of their own body and to stop being addicted to busyness and to actually rest sometimes and to come back to being really in tune and in harmony with mother nature that's cyclical that wants us to rest and then so much mental health issues are going to heal so many physical ailments are going to heal just by reharmonizing ourselves with the cyclical aspect of nature so to just put it simply i feel like just starting to get into the habit of thinking about your cycle and when it's coming and doing your best to create as much space as possible for you to not be as busy, to have a little bit more rest is a big start. And just to learn the basic seasons of your cycle. I have a course that doesn't go into shamanic menstruation, but it teaches the basics of the different seasons and like your psychology and how your body and your mind and your emotions shift throughout the month. That alone liberates women from feeling like they're insane to know that there's something actually really natural that's taking place inside of you, that the rest of the world is completely mad, totally doesn't even understand at all. Um, hope that answered your question. <laughs> yes, it absolutely did. And I think as, as a collective, men too, like we could all benefit from carving out more rest time and being one with nature and coming back to that, that mind, body, soul and nature connection, right? I could just listen to you talk about this all night. If people do want to get in touch with you, though, to learn more about this or just pick your brain or take your course or whatever, what are the best ways to do that? Yeah, you can follow me on social media, Instagram. My handle is The Island Angel. And on Facebook, I am Angel Aquarian. If you go to the link in my bio on either one of those, you can sign up to my mailing list. I'm pretty active on social media right now. So that's probably the best way to stay connected with me. Yes. All right. Send all of those, all of those links will be in the show notes for you. So you can check those out. And Angel, thank you so much to enlightening us about this, because I'm sure so many people had no idea this was even part of it. So thank you. 
Yeah, it's my pleasure.